It is Season 3, Episode 166 of Brody Sports Talk. Today, we are doing a season recap of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, As my co-host says, trust the Hawkness for, because I know that you've had a a rough week. Um, Things will get better, let's hope. Um, And so uh, let's go ahead and introduce that uh, very um, important wordsmith of of a co-host of mine, and that would be Caleb Walgren. Caleb, how you doing? How you feeling about the Seattle Seahawks? You know, I am just over here doing a wordle. Got to get those wordsmithing <laughs> skills up. And kind of curious, you know, uh, what what five-letter word would best fit the Seahawks right now? Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it's going to be a, a bit of an off season, and the team is going to be looking very different next year but let's uh, let's get started with uh with the coaching staff Derek yeah so I will uh, will say that I did not expect uh Pete Carroll to to make it all the way through the season and to um to go to into the next season I was expecting a um after a a tough season let's just call it a, a tough season for for the Hawks that um, that Pete Carroll would quietly go ahead and say, you know, I'm going to to step away, um, and that there would be an entire turnover in the the coaching staff, in um, maybe even the GM, um, in the roster itself. And we've seen some roster pieces go ahead and uh, be moved. So it looks like the C, uh, Seattle Seahawks in 2022-2023 are going to be uh, in rebuilding mode, retooling. And uh, I don't know how long Pete Carroll's going to stick around for that because he's not a fan of, of rebuilding his own stuff. He generally comes in, takes over for someone else, and uses up those parts. So, you know, we'll see what happens this year. Um a, a seven and ten season is uh, is not what the the Seattle faithful are looking for, and so let's see what happens with the draft, with free agency, and what they're walking into um, for the the new season in twenty twenty three. What about you, Caleb? It was definitely a surprise to me as well. I thought that Pete has been a little bit past his welcome there. And especially in light of some of the things this past week, it it feels like so uh, we yes they were ready to rebuild, but uh, apparently they're going to use the same builders that they <laughs> that they had in the past. So at least give us a half credit. Like <laughs> they yes they need to start a few things from scratch get some fresh healthy young draft picks in there and i mean they'll have the number nine pick at least absolutely top 10 and they have a 40 so that's that's going to help them too i think both of those were before the seattle was going to pick this year 
But one thing that we know Pete Carroll loves to do and one thing that they're probably definitely going to want to do without Russell Wilson on the staff is they're going to be looking to establish the run. Some real curiosity, though, comes when you try to figure out who might they be wanting to establish the run with. Um, I know this is mainly a season recap, but it's tough to not blur the line of knowing a little bit of what's going on there. Um, Rashad Penny is a free agent. He led the team in rushing last year with 749 rushing yards and six touchdowns. Alex Collins is a free agent. <laughs> he was second on the team with 411 rushing yards. Uh, only two touchdowns. And then after that, you get to Chris Carson, who only was able to play four games because of injury. Uh, and then you have running backs like DJ Dallas and Travis Homer, which... Uh, I believe it says here Travis Homer has 177 rushing yards, but 73 of those came on a fake punt. <laughs> so the slightly misleading. Uh, as far as others that got involved in the running game, Adrian Peterson has a rushing touchdown there this past year. Uh, obligatory Adrian Peterson reference whenever we can get to it. Geno Smith also had a rushing touchdown. Um, what... One thing we know is that they do like to establish the run. Are they going to potentially try to bring in a veteran? Are they looking at maybe getting another former Bronco and Melvin Gordon if he hits free agency and is available for the right price? I feel like they like some of the older backs. I mean, they've kept Chris Carson for a long time and... Melvin Gordon's certainly been a lot healthier than he has. Um, I'm not sure if Penny comes back. But they're not going to stop doing what they do because they traded Russ. Uh, any thoughts about how they established the run this past year and what you kind of expect potentially out of that running back room? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Chris Carson for obvious reasons. Um, but I think that Rashad Penny has done an admirable job in the, in his absence. And so, unfortunately, in, in today's NFL, the, the running back room is a dime a dozen. You don't really keep them around for long periods of time. There's not going to be um, a running back like you have in Tennessee or... Um, the Steelers going with a with a higher draft pick for Najee Harris last year, um, one paid dividends, but you don't see that as much as you used to see. Like running backs go in the in the top five, top ten, even top fifteen. If if a running back goes, even in the first round nowadays, he is very special, and that team is a running back away from a Super Bowl, basically. Um, so. I think I, mean, I, I like the Melvin Ingram um, pickup that you that that you, that you floated out there. Um, I don't want him on the the Broncos anymore. So let's go ahead and uh, move on from that. But I think he brings in a vet, veteran presence that would uh, that would kind of bring back the Marshawn Lynch days that the uh, the Seattle faithful know and love. And last but not least, let's go ahead and talk about how. Seattle did as far as filling up the sacks. Uh, we all know that I, I, 
this is one of my homework categories that I can get to when I can this <laughs> off season. Um, partially because I love the pun of it being sounding like you're at a grocery store and you're trying to stuff as much as you can into a bag so that you're not bringing home a bunch of bags, but also making sure the bag doesn't rip. Uh, anyway, besides my grocery habits, Carlos Dunlop led the team <laughs> with eight and a half sacks this past year. He's done really well. I'm expecting him to return. I think everyone's expecting him to be back this year. After that, two players with six and a half, Rasheem Green and Daryl Taylor. The the thing that I have to talk about here, though, is Jamal Adams had zero. <laughs> um, I will... Uh, go on the record for saying that I thought Jamal Adams was going to lead the league in sacks this past year. Instead, he ended up having as many as I did. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for getting out there, Caleb. Just, uh, just amazing. Um, going against those, uh, those 300, 400 pound guys blocking you. I mean, it's tough. He had nine and a half the year before. It seemed like they were utilizing him that way. They attempted to utilize him that way. The problem is, is that everyone now knows what Seattle's defense is doing. Can they get a return to form out of Jamal Adams next year? I don't know. They better hope for better push from the outside edges because that's where Dunlop, Green, and Taylor were coming from this past year. Not getting a whole lot of push up the middle. Puna Ford, two sacks. Al Woods, sack and a half. We all know that they're going to be hurting in the middle because they don't have Bobby Wagner. So I'll be I'll be curious if they can potentially draft one of those young defensive linemen, maybe at number nine with a new pick. Uh, any thoughts about how the Seahawks filled up the sacks this past year, Derek? Well, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll have Shelby Harris over there on that line. So that gives you at least a little bit of uh, a veteran presence and inside pressure. So, you know, maybe they're using that as, as a, uh, a, a, break, a stepping off point and changing how their defense is set up. So um, as I said in the Broncos episode, and as we said earlier this week, Shelby Harris uh, came over to Seattle from the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Um, a really good, uh, solid player, and I'm hoping that he has many productive years in Seattle. Um, and speaking of filling up the sacks, um, you know, I think he can really help in that in that area. He did have six this past offseason. I think that that would fit. Yeah. So I mean, with uh, that, that would be with fourth on the uh, on the team behind Dunlap, Taylor, and Green. So you know. And uh, yeah, so maybe that maybe that changes some of their uh, other their sacks that they may need to uh, to carry the load into the hawk's nest. Ooh, that was a that was I, I didn't know where I was going with that at the end of that sentence. So that being said, thanks for listening to our season recap for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, 
if you have the ability to leave us a review, go ahead and do that. We feel that we are a five-star podcast um, and give us a five-star review if you can. If you can leave us uh, a review in there in, in a textual basis and it doesn't have any naughty words in it, we will read it on the podcast. Um, and if it does, then we'll probably bleep them out or put uh, stars and asterisks like uh, Beetle Bailey used to do. So, uh, if you want to interact with us and ask what Beetle Bailey is, because I'm older than dirt, that's an old comic. Um, but we will, we will gladly tell you on our Twitter at Brody Talk. That link and all of our others are in our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. So, on behalf of myself and Caleb. Please do us a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.